I even got my good friend Jay Cornegay saying three Pete. He, I think he's printing up T-shirts at the Westgate that says Aces and Three Pete at the Superbook. Is that right, Jay? <laughs> uh, they're on order, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Big Aces fan, Jay Cornegay. What's going on? Hey, so when you were talking about Three Pete, wasn't it? Uh, what, what's his name? The, the old Lakers coach that came up with the Three Pete, right? Pat Riley. Yeah. Pat Riley, that's who it was, yeah, right? Was yeah. that true? Is that because I think it was with the Heat, though, right? Or was it with the Lakers? That was uh, the Lakers, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way back. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And Nubchuk is talking about Neka Ogumake. There yeah. you go. See, I can't yeah. pronounce that at all. Yeah, yeah. Good luck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah she's oh, yeah. With, she that's she left L.A. free agent signed with Seattle. Seattle's got a lot of work <laughs> to do, but you know. There is. Speaking of which, Jay, I mean, do do we have the WNBA odds on the board? I'm sure we do, right? What what are the aces? We do. Yeah. We 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 do. Yes. We we have it. I I don't have it with me. I could look it up. That's well, since uh, you know, I don't have it on the top of my head. I know you don't. I, I know you don't. Let's see. I'll make the line for you. I'd say that uh, the Aces to win the 2024 WNBA championship should mm-hmm. be listed at. I'm gonna say five to two. You want me to look it up? I can look it up yeah, real quick. Yeah, hold so, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Three, three to one tops. Five, yeah, five, to, five to two. Just because you know, again, it's only a twelve-team league. You got everybody coming back. I'll go, I'll go, now I'll go five to two. That's what I'm gonna say. Two and a half to, to one. Two? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, two and a half to one. Okay. All right. Survey says no. Chuck, we get a drum roll here. Here we go. We're going to this well, blindly. This is the esteemed vice president of the world-famous Superbook, ladies and gentlemen, who is so prepared. There is a double drum roll. Oh, why not a triple drum roll for the three-peat? There we go. Did we buy enough time for you? All right. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> right. We're talking about Seattle. We'll start there, though. Seattle. Hi. For the third favorite. Seattle, the storm, yep. 14 to 1. Okay. Connecticut, 14 to 1. Mm. New York, Liberty, plus 210. Mm. And our Las Vegas Aces, looking to three peak, is minus a dollar ten. Minus a dollar ten. Wow. Yeah. Okay. You know, when I when I gave that, it was going like, oh, they're probably gonna gonna shortchange us a little bit. There it is. All right, that's like a pickup. Yeah, you were that's hoping a, for five to two. That's what you were hoping. I was hoping for. I thought, okay, maybe I get two to one. <laughs> there it is. You know, wow. Uh, no, that's a pickup, Jay. Get even money. It's a pickup. Yeah, it's it's a little less than you know. It's less than even money. Wow. So, I mean, until someone shows it, you know, they're going to be right right around there. I think last year I remember um, about a quarter through the season, I think I laid a dollar thirty on them. Oh no, you did. I mean, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. that was during the season. But I, I would think you know, off season, that sort of thing, and there might be people that you know. I mean, I think they they definitely can do it, and obviously they're the favorite to do it. But you would think, you know, not that I'm trying to do your job for you because no one does it better than you, as we know, we we know, my friend. But I mean, John Murray thinks he does it better than you, but that's another story, right? <laughs> but, but I would think you would want to try to you know get some more action on the aces there, saying, okay, you know, let's put let's let's put two. Two and a half to one. Let's put two to one. Let's let's engage in that because who knows? An injury here or there could could uh, not that we want that to happen, but you never know, man. That's things like that. It's tough, man. It's tough to go yeah, know, back to back to back. Or or you could get into the playoffs 
and maybe get to the semifinals and look at it and go, wow, we look pretty good on the aces. <laughs> That's true. It's like, yeah, and I would love to be in that position at that point in the season. Mm-hmm. All right, my friend, good deal. All right, so let's talk about the uh, Sunday action here. So uh, what was it like there at, at the Superbook? I was there uh, Saturday night seeing Cool and the gang. I uh, was hanging out a little mm. bit, and I saw, uh, again, a great, great show, fantastic, packed house, had some food. Then we looked at uh, uh, hanging around, looking at the big betting board. You guys had lines of people going to, to midnight, even past that. So I know what Saturday night was like. What was Sunday like? You know, paint the picture for our listeners. Well, it just, uh, it, it, we knew it was coming. It was kind of like the tsunami that was, you know, uh, on our, you know, about ready to hit us. And we got the sirens going about midweek. So this thing, it wasn't going to hit us like a ton of bricks. We knew it was coming. And especially when we got to, you know, Super Sunday. When we opened, we had a line of about, I don't know, 20 to 30 people. Um, and that was 7 o'clock in the morning. And we knew that was going to be a long day. But it was very constant. I thought the crowd was tremendous. I mean, before the game, during the game, and even after the game, where sometimes it can get a little crazy in there after the game. But I thought, uh, you know, because the, the room was really 50-50. I was, I was really surprised. I, I thought we were going to get a little bit more San Francisco uh, you know, fans in there, um, but uh, it was really 50-50, and the fans were really well-behaved. But the action was very steady from the, the time we opened at 7 a.m. I don't think we really chewed that line down until about two minutes before kickoff. Wow. Wow. Great stuff, man. And again, no better place to watch the games than the Superbook. I mean, just I, I, I can imagine how, how great it was. Uh, there were times, Jay, when I, I will admit, I wish I was uh, where you were at. Uh, there at the Superbook, instead of uh, being at the game uh, with these four-minute commercials and everything, I mean, I I was I was getting a little restless there in the, in the stadium. I was getting a little restless, man, and I didn't get a chance to see any of the commercials. So I'm, I'm relying on you to to help me out. Were the commercials any good or not? We usually do a recap, but since I couldn't see any of the commercials, I need some help here. Yeah, I can't remember. I mean, there was like a couple that stood out and. Usually when the commercials came up, I didn't get to see all of them. Mm-hmm. I know the, the, the Dunkin' Donut one was really popular. I know Uber Eats was really a, a hit as well. And I can't remember the others. But I thought they, I, you know, I think that it was uh, maybe above average. I, I don't think it was the best. I think it was uh, better than, than most of them. But uh, I, uh, from what I'm gathering from others, you know, they were, they were pretty good. Um, not great, not horrible, but just a little above average. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll give it what it is. I mean, it's, there's a couple of big hits there with Uber Eats and Dunkin' Donuts. And after that, I think there might have been a drop off. Mm-hmm. Well, we need to see. We need to see a Superbook spot. That's it. I mean, Superbook paid $2 million <laughs> for a 30 second spot with Jay Cornegay's yeah. face on it. That, that's what we need. You know? I think the only thing, the only way we're going to get on there is if we somehow hack like the CBS system or something. <laughs> and all of a sudden, hey, there we are. It's the Superbook. Uh, oh, man, those things are so, I don't even know what they were charging in, but. Yeah, $7 million. Yeah, $7 million. It went up $2 million from last year. It was 5 last year. Every year it keeps going up and up. $7 million. I mean, that's. You know, For 30 seconds? 30 seconds, yeah. 
30 seconds. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. But, uh, um, no, I thought it was, uh, I, I thought Vegas did a tremendous job. I, I thought the telecast was fine. We didn't have any interruptions there. So, um, very pleased with everything. I'm really happy to see that, uh, the community here in Las Vegas pulled together. You know, we've got so many different components for an event like this and they all have to work together. And I thought they did a tremendous job, hired nothing but positive things. And obviously everybody's talking about the next one that's going to be in Las Vegas. And the earliest that can be is 2028. Yeah. And I think you're, you're looking at pop possibly, I was talking to some people from the NFL, they were saying it could be eight years. I know a lot of people are thinking it's going to be four or five, mm. but it's, it's probably going to be like you said at the earliest 2028. And uh, because you got to remember, they want to keep those other, you know, uh, warm weather cities involved. You know, of course, you've got, you know, Miami and Tampa and uh, L.A. with SoFi and Arizona. But, you know, got to remember, too, the NFL wants to get those winter sites in there with domes to be prevalent as well, too, with, you know, Detroit, Minnesota and, uh, you know, Atlanta, New Orleans are in there with New Orleans would definitely be next year. So you got all of these factors. And here's one, too, that they were talking about, that Chicago is going to get one sooner than later because once they uh, construct their new stadium, which is going to be retractable roof, uh, they're going to probably you know get in there within about four or five years. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, you know that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, I would expect, and there's no official – rotation as the, right. the NFL has made that perfectly clear. There's no official rotation. They go around to those, uh, uh, mainstays. And as you said, Miami, Tampa, New Orleans, LA, Arizona, and probably Atlanta. Uh, you could throw that in there. Um, but since the, what only the next three are, have been determined so far, I think if Vegas were to leapfrog in, in front of, you know, some of those other cities, I, I think that says a lot. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. Yep. Jay Cornegay joins us, vice president of the Superbook at the Westgate Las Vegas, our gracious host on Friday afternoons. Let's talk about the betting handle uh, the, that released earlier today, $185.5 million for the state of Nevada, which eclipsed the mark from 2022 by $6 million. Talk a little bit about that. We, you know, we mentioned that hey, it's, it's definitely going to eclipse it because of the matchup, the game itself, being here in Las Vegas, all of those factors. Uh, what, do you, what are your thoughts? I mean, is that number, I mean, it's kind of eye-popping. And you've been in this industry for a long, long time. $185.5 million. Wow. What do you think when you hear that number? Yeah, I, you know, I, I heard mixed reviews about that today, and, and people thought, well, I, I thought it was going to be more. But, you know, yeah, the, the record was set two years ago when we had the Rams play the Bengals, and it was $179 million plus almost 180 We come in at 185 uh, this year. Uh, you know, there were I, I, some conversations about $200 million, um, you know, heading into the weekend. Uh, but you got to look at it this way, too. We were like $32 million above last year. That's almost a little over 20% increase over last year. So I think that says a lot. I don't make too much of it. I, uh, you just never know. I, I, it just makes sense to me that each time we host the Super Bowl, I, I believe we should have a record. Um, so whether we, you know, it's going to be very tough next year, 
to surpass 185. Um, I again, it's a, it's a tough call, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we kind of level off a little bit for a couple of years, and then uh, when we host it again, I would think that we we'd be able to set another record. So mm-hmm. I don't make too much of it. We we had a great, you know, what the operators I've talked to, everybody's really happy with their handle. The you know the disappointing part are the results. That's that's where. Uh, the book fell short, as almost every book, not only in Nevada, but the country, really needed San Francisco. And again, uh, we're not looking for sympathy. We're not looking for tears. We're just trying to explain to everybody what happened. And uh, we had a low hold percentage here in Nevada at 3.7. Um, most of the operators I've talked to uh, were either a small winner or a small loser. But it was kind of a tease because we... We thought, well, if the 49ers get that last first down and regulation and we run out the clock and kick a field goal with 20 seconds to go rather than 150, you know, they might pull off that 1916 win, right. which would have been a perfect, perfect result for the sports books here. And, you know, after looking at that and then going into overtime and having the Chiefs win, you know, it just kind of hit us in the gut a little bit because we went from one of the bigger uh, days uh, that we have on record to a break-even day. So it was like all happened within, you know, about 40 minutes there <laughs> from the, one of the best to a break-even day. So the books are, uh, uh, other than that, everything was perfect. So, Jay, what was your thoughts when Moody missed that extra point? I, I, I know how I was feeling and in, in, in people in the stadium and that sort of thing, but from your perspective, I mean – I would say, oh, this is going to come back to, to, to haunt the Niners. I mean, e- even if uh, you know Kansas City comes and gets a touchdown, then that forces the Niners to get a touchdown. How much of a swing was that for you guys with that missed extra point? Because definitely that kept it under the total as well, too. Well, I got to be honest. My first thought was it was right then. It was sixteen to thirteen after he missed the extra point. It could right. have been seventeen thirteen. Right. So sixteen thirteen, a touchdown makes it twenty three thirteen. And I had the three three square. Oh. So <laughs> now, now we get to the nuts and bolts of it, ladies and gentlemen. That that's there it. There you go. Wow. Three. Hey, I what? was like, oh, I know. My wife texts me. Goes, oh, now we just need a touchdown. You know, and I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Because, uh, uh, but we were like thinking, well, that's going to come back. It always does, right? Yeah. It always comes back to the haunt the team that misses it. And you know, I I didn't get to see it live because I was busy and all of a sudden you know i was like i heard some groans i'm like oh no and i go don't tell me right He's like yep missed it and uh i go was it a bad kick or did he was it just a great play someone got their hand up there but uh i still to this time right now i have not seen it but i heard it hit the lower end of somebody's arm meaning that it was more of a line drive kick than what was needed jay he never did you guys he, he never got it more than six feet off the ground yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was a missed kick. It was a missed kick, 100% missed kick. And, and again, uh, that's what I was afraid of with, with Moody. I just, I'm not a Moody guy, wasn't a Moody guy at Michigan. And when you get rid of Robbie Gold, a guy who was perfect, a lot of people don't remember this, but the Niners got rid of Robbie Gold because they thought, okay, well, he's one of the more expensive kickers, if that's such a thing. And, well, maybe he doesn't have the range. And here's this big kid, this kid with a big leg out of Michigan. And then he was terrible. He missed like in the the preseason game here with the, with the Raiders. He he missed during the course of the regular season. Robbie Gold was twenty nine for twenty nine in the postseason in his career. Postseason in field goals, 
39 of 39 for PATs in his entire career. And, you know, when the Niners didn't bring him back, I was saying, like, okay, you know, this is, you know, this, this isn't good. You need a quality kicker here. And you're, you know, putting this on this rookie. At some point, it's got to come back and haunt you. And sure, he had a 53 yarder, but still, you can't miss an extra point in a Super Bowl in pristine conditions and indoors at Elysian Stadium. Yeah, and and I and I understand that there was a you know many conversations in the course of the year about Moody. You know why does a contending team have a rookie to a goal kicker? Mm-hmm. You know why would you do that? You know you have everything in place here, and then you put uh, you know games on the line on a rookie foot, and uh, especially when he started missing, you know, in the last quarter of the season. Uh, then there's you know. A, you know, bigger conversation. So I understand it. I don't think, I don't think Robert Gold would have made the 53 yarder or whatever it was. Um, you know, I got to say that I really respect Robert Gold because he was as, as consistent as could be, but I'm not sure if he would have made that. You know, maybe that would have benefited them too because instead of kicking that field goal, maybe they would have gone for it. Maybe they would have played it a little differently when they had third and four, you know, with a minute 50 to go instead of, uh, you know, that was just a terrible play call against the Blitz. Right. Um, Purdy didn't, you know, they didn't have the right call play. They, you could see the Blitz was coming in, you know, just minutes, or in, I think it was the last drive when the Chiefs were, uh, you know, going for the, the tying field goal or possibly the winning touchdown. They, they had third and seven, 49ers Blitz. And they, they had the perfect call. They just dumped it off to the running back, and he gets an easy first down. Purdy has to throw it over. Uh, you know, um, I don't know, linebackers, you know, a rush, basically throw it away because they just didn't have the call uh, for that blitz. So there was just, it was, I mean, a lot, as, as always, when these close games happen, you know, you start dissecting it and there's always about four or five calls or plays that determine the outcome. Right. You know, we uh, talked a lot about the props leading up to this. And remember the conversation we had last week was that, okay, well, let's, uh, you know, let's hope we, maybe we get, uh, you know, one of these boring Super Bowls, a la we saw a couple years ago, <laughs> right? right, with the, the Rams and the Patriots. And this first half kind of looked like that. I was very curious, what was it like back in your office and that side of the counter when you saw, you know, 10-3 at halftime, you saw nothing, nothing at the end of the first quarter? Well, no, it was just, you know, uh, shaping up to be exactly what we wanted. Yeah. And then that was a low-scoring, uneventful game. Um, and the 49ers had the lead, even though we kept looking at it and going, gosh, it, we feel like the 49ers should be up by 14 or 17, and they're up by 7. It doesn't feel that comfortable. And so we were certainly concerned about, you know, some of the things that went their way in the first half, only having a 7-point lead. But, you know, we still had that chance, like I said, that third and four, we were all in back there, you know, with just a little less than two minutes to go saying, this is it. If they get it, it's over, you know, and we were that close of having, you know, a, a really good payday, but, um, you know, it didn't end up that way, but that's fine. Uh, it was just like, wow, here it is. And, uh, it's not going to happen. So, um, but, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it was playing right into our hands until, uh, you know, we saw the overtime coming. Speaking of the props, did you end up having any liability on any specific props? 
Uh, a number of them, really. Uh, I get uh, overtime was the biggest one. Obviously, you know, nine to one. Mm-hmm. You know, when they're betting it eight to one, down to seven to one, six to one, five to one. Uh, one of the bigger payouts we've had in prop history, and um, the uh, uh, another one we had, uh, which <laughs> seems like we lose every year, uh, but it's always a big payout, and that is over under number of players to have a pass attempt mm-hmm. over under two and a half. And uh, the under is always a, a slight favorite, and everybody seems to bet over. And, you know, we that went over as uh, 49ers ran that trick play. Yeah. Um, we had a good a couple of very positive ones as well. Mahomes winning uh, MVP was really good for us. Um, everybody's like, well, how's that? Well, because he, he was a favorite at 7-5 to five in in most cases, the the betting public don't like to bet something that's seven to five when there's five to one, ten to one, fourteen to one, forty to one. Uh, you know they like to take those shots at the other players, so that was a a very positive result. And then Kelsey not scoring a touchdown was probably our biggest prop winner uh, of the night, and everybody was betting Kelsey to to score a touchdown, and he basically did everything but that, uh, but. Uh, a prop that was very positive for us. Hmm. So, Jay, when you get that in about a player, uh, you know, players, number of players that, that throw a pass, okay, do you, like, look at this, like, maybe moving forward, like, next year, like, okay, you know, it just takes one trick play or one injury to a, to a quarterback or something like that for that thing to go over. So do you maybe adjust that to maybe three and a half or three, or do you try to stay away from the flat numbers and always try to make those type of props a half? Yeah, we always make them a half because we don't like refunds. Right. <laughs> it just Good puts a more strain, okay. more strain on our tellers. And so, um, you know, one of the worst Super Bowls was when the Rams beat the Titans by seven and the line was seven. It was everybody got refunds. We were cashing until like, all-star break, right? It was. It just felt like everybody had a refund on that uh, Super Bowl. So we, we stay away from whole numbers, but we know we have the right numbers when the sharp guys are betting under, right? They're, um, they're, they're taking under two and a half and, uh, you know, betting that. But the, as always, the public money rules during the Super Bowl and uh, the, the tickets, the amount of tickets and the amount of accumulation of small bets on the over is what did us in. So what was that percentage when it was all said and done? Because we had talked about there was that number around 65% or so of tickets on the Chiefs because the public was all over it. What was that final percentage? It was right up there as far as a ticket count. Mm-hmm. It was a close to 75% oh, wow. of tickets on the Chiefs. Wow. And uh, it was really, that really, uh, it was a, um, oh, I'd say it was probably a two to one, for most of the, the the two weeks, and then the last couple of days, we had a lot, just a surge of Kansas City uh, interest and, and support. Um, I, I would say maybe the last six hours it balanced out, but from Friday night to like Sunday noon, it felt like it was just almost every ticket was on Kansas City. Now, you were one of the few properties, I think the lone property that had San Francisco at two and a half, I think for the majority of, you know, Friday and Saturday, right? And mm-hmm. then, then it finally came back down to two. What was the, the logic or the reasoning for keeping it at two and a half for so long? Oh, well, because uh, all our big wagers uh, in the week leading up, you know, the first week, 
after posting the line where all the, the big plays, uh, a number of six-figure bets and from respected players on San Francisco. And it wasn't just the, the six figures. It was the 50000 the $75,000 uh, wagers were all on San Francisco. We, so we had a huge cushion. It was nice. You know, and then once we got to the second week, you could start to see the turn tied a bit. Uh, the tide was turning towards uh, uh, Kansas City, and um, uh, we expected that too. And uh, um, you know, we adjusted down there, but uh, we had a, you know, we had a real large amount on San Francisco, and uh, which was nice to have looking back because uh, you know if we didn't get that money and we were just flat, let's just say, and then we got all the surge of Kansas City money the last few days, it would have been a bigger hit than it really was. Final thing for you, my friend. Uh, you know, we always talk about the large wagers, whether they're the straight bets or whatever. Uh, where, was there any parlay, crazy parlays that paid out? Or, um, you know, just talk a little bit about the, the larger wagers that you had. Um, we didn't see any big parlays cashing. Um you know, we, we had uh, the last uh, two days, um, it really didn't have, we had maybe two six-figure bets over the weekend. That was it. You know, one was a little over a quarter million, and uh, that was on San Francisco, uh, money line, I believe. And uh, most of the, the bigger plays on Kansas City were like in that $50,000 range. So that was kind of weird. All the, like I said, all the big, big plays were on San Francisco. Uh, the biggest plays on, on uh, Kansas City were in that in mid-five-figure range. So, again, it was, it was good that we had that, uh, that large support for San Francisco or else we would have been very lopsided on Kansas City. And I think that's how some of the others were, even though they still came out, uh, you know, uh, okay in the game. But you saw some of the books went down to one and a half. I mean, we, we closed that too. But uh, you saw some others uh, close at one and a half. And I think that's because of that surge of Kansas City money over the last uh, 24, 48 hours. All right. And we got the odds up already uh, for this next season, right? And the Niners, uh, the favorite, what, five to one? And then the Chiefs right behind that. And, uh, I mean, do you, do, you, do you get any initial uh, action on that, especially from either sharp players or tourists that are here in town saying, hey, I want to get a piece of this now, and I don't mind uh, you guys holding my money for 365 days? Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, those that are in uh, for the Super Bowl this year definitely bet next year. And uh, one of the biggest days that we have as far as Super Bowl future bets is actually Super Bowl Sunday in the day following the Super Bowl as people are cashing out, let me bet, you know, and and uh, people are asking me, how could you make the 49ers, uh, you know, the favorite over the Chiefs? I was like, well, haven't you heard? I go, <laughs> I, I heard uh, Taylor's got her eyes on Brock. Yeah. And so she might, <laughs> this might change everything here. Um, wait, 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 wait. I heard George. I heard it was George and not Brock. I mean, there could be controversy here, right? She likes the yeah, tight end, Jay. Yeah. Don't you know? I mean, every woman likes a tight end. Yeah, yeah. It could be Kittle, but uh, she was, uh, I heard it was Brock, but it's somebody over there, and therefore that's why San Francisco's favorite for next year. Uh, there's no truth to the rumor that Jay Cornegay played tight end at Colorado State University. All right. Uh, no, I have a spot back. Yes. <laughs> 
God. I won't touch that one, okay? <laughs> My man, I appreciate uh, the time as always. Uh, we'll look forward to uh, to seeing you on Friday. And uh, I'm going to say congratulations because, it, you know, you the volume was there. The handle was there. And I guess, you know, we, you know, say, okay, you know, books in, in the state of Nevada made only $6 million. I mean, it's it's a pretty good afternoon, pretty good days of work. Come on, man. Half a day's work. Yeah, it, it's, not, it's no complaints. I, I have no complaints whatsoever. I'm glad that, you know, the, my takeaway is that Vegas put on a show. Yep. It, it went over very well. The, the reviews have been very positive across the board, uh, you know, for the entire week, the entire weekend. And of course, the game. So I'm very happy to see that uh, go with uh, and, and make it through without uh, any major, you know, hitches. Uh, where I think the park or no, the traffic was a little bit tight on Friday night and Saturday night. But uh, I think we could live with that. And uh, as far as the, the the game itself, I thought it was fantastic. It was a great game. Uh, a little back and forth. I mean, some could say, well, it was boring. You know, well, it wasn't back and forth, but as as, as far as scoring wise, but it was tight. It was pretty intense, and uh, I thought it was very interesting to see the different strategies from the coaches because you could see that. Um, and uh, um, you know, the book operations, we we uh, have no complaints there. Uh, I, you know, the handle was solid. Uh, you know, the win, we could always you know get a better result on that, but I'm not going to complain it about it we we've won our share and uh we look forward to next year i don't think you're getting called into the uh the office upstairs like you know cornegate what'd you do you know i <laughs> I, I mean cornegate should get a pat on the back yeah that's what you're gonna get see uh, i'll go up there and say please explain yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you, you don't want those days right <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's like uh well you know they always compare uh the overall states the results with you and you know, and we're a little bit behind last year. We were well above it. This year, we're probably a little behind it, but that's okay. It's, it's you know, it's one bet. You know, you take one bet uh, less or one bet more, it could swing things the other way. Mm-hmm. All right, my man. Appreciate the time as always. We'll look forward to seeing you on Friday. All right, CC. Thanks, bud. You got it, man. There is Jay Cornegay, one of the best.